episode 104, everybody, with Matt Iannotti. If this story doesn't blow you away, if this story doesn't change your perspective on life, if this story doesn't make you realize how fortunate maybe you are in your situation, uh, then nothing will. And and uh, just really appreciate Matt coming on and sharing this, uh, what he calls an experience um, over the last 15 or 16 years of his life, uh, sharing what he's gone through, all of his uh, uh, physical ailments and fights and challenges and, and, and experiences and, and uh, what I think is one tremendous journey. Um, but he reminds us of how the mind is such a powerful thing, a powerful tool, and why it's so important to have a positive outlook in life. Instead of sitting around saying, why me, why me, why me? Um, finding ways to take things on, head on, challenges head on, and uh, making light of the situation and having a positive outlook, positive demeanor, and most importantly, setting goals. Letting uh, people around you know that you are not going to give up and that you are going to continue to do everything you can to uh, ensure that you live a long, prosperous life. And uh, just tremendous, tremendous resolve from this young man. So want to say thank you to Matt. And uh, before we get there, uh, if you haven't yet, please subscribe to the podcast. We are growing. Episode 104. Please subscribe, join the family, and continue to share the podcast with everybody, guys. You guys are the uh, the, the number one sales force that I have. So uh, word of mouth is number one. And let's continue to share the podcast. If you find value in it, if somebody could use it, just text it over to them. You could text them the episodes. And you could tell them to subscribe so that they receive automatic notifications every time a new episode is released. And with that said, everybody, please sit back, relax, and be ready to be blown away by this next hour-long episode with the one and only Matt Iannotti. The Optimal Life. Brother. Hello. Mr. Iannotti. How are you? I am doing great, man. I'm doing great. I said I was going to take the month off of December yeah. from doing this podcast, and then uh, I had an opportunity to talk to you. So yeah. I said, I better not wait. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to wait any longer because uh, your story is, from what I know, the little I know about it, your story is tremendously inspiring. Yeah, and, uh, yeah um, most people say that. <laughs> Inspiring to see how your, your your mindset and and your positive attitude and just the way that you look at life and uh, we'll get into all of it. So, how's life for you these days? How, how's life everything? is great. It's really good. I'm I'm breathing. I'm up and always smiling. Nothing changed. I'm always smiling. Uh, just has to be upbeat for the rest of my life. So, I'm I'm lucky. Uh, with you and every 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 aspect you say you're always smiling always even right now you have a little grin on your face yeah right? yeah <laughs> uh i'm helping you down the basement steps because you, you know you're, you're compromised on your left hand side right um and you're still as we're going down the steps you're smiling you know and i just I, where does this where does that mentality come from um you know I know we're going down the story, uh, just explaining what happened to me. But um, after uh, after what happened to me, um, I've I've been humbled quite a bit 
Um, I'm somewhat used to it a little bit, but uh, my left side um, is completely, uh, well, I, I would say my left arm is retired, but um, chances are it's, I mean, I don't want to be negative, but chances are it's probably not going to work, but uh, my, my left leg is very weak. Um, but uh, doesn't really stop me, but I'm always trying. Yeah, you say it doesn't stop you. One thing I noticed from watching you on Facebook over the years is you're always like, can't stop, won't stop. Right. That's you kind of become it. your motto, right? Yeah, can't stop, absolutely. won't stop. Absolutely. When you say it doesn't stop you, I mean, can't stop, won't stop. How did you develop that kind of mentality? Was it family? Was it friends? Was it something in your childhood growing up? Where do you come up with this? Um, mostly for me, uh, there's times where I've been in the hospital, um, certain complications, certain surgeries, uh, a lot of, um, speed bumps in my mind, um, just going through everything. Um, I will not stop no matter what, but, uh, I refuse to give up. Now, I look at you, you have, um, you know, you have this, the stitching, is that what it is up top on your head? Uh, yeah, I wouldn't say stitching, but... What, um, what would you call that? What, was, what is that? Uh, so, um, obviously you see the big scar on the brain surgery, <laughs> sure. but I call, it, I call it the fade. One or two. The fade, I like yeah. that. <laughs> That's right. Again, it goes to the same thing. Everything is, uh, you turn every, you find the silver lining. Right, right. you find yeah. that silver lining. Yeah, but um, the uh, if you want to see the stitching area, um, the blue area. Okay. Uh, it's called the shunt. So um, I had uh, really, really bad headaches um, to the point where. 10 out of 10 pain. Um, they inserted a shunt with a brain surgery. So um, the shunt area should, well, it, it did help um, from 10 out of 10 pain to, I don't know, probably to the point three or four. No kidding. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, that's incredible. So this has been going on. You're 34 years old, yeah. right? You're 34. Right. And um, you lived a normal childhood. You lived a normal life in terms of physically. You know, I, you were active somewhat growing up. Yeah. Um, normal things, playing, probably playing around the neighborhood, those kind of things. You go off to high school. You, you lived in Philadelphia. You come here in high school to Chagrin Falls here in Cleveland. Yeah. And... Um, What's high school like? Normal high school experience? Um, yeah, so I started freshman year in high school uh, in Philadelphia. Uh, it's Harridan School. Um, in my opinion, freshman high school, I was kind of boring, dorky, whatever. I, I didn't have many friends, but um, I have two wonderful friends. Um, well, I mean, your family as well. Nancy and Dick Schmidt, uh, and the whole Schmitz. So, yeah. um, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I don't have many friends, but, um, after we moved, um, 
probably 2000 when I started junior year uh, in Chagrin Falls. And I, yeah, it sounds like Philadelphia, New York, whatever, on the east side. But um, yeah, I went to 2000 high school for Chagrin Falls. Um, I started there really well. Cleveland's great people, mm -hmm. um, very nice. Um, I felt like I turned in best friends, turned uh, the family. Family, I sound like an Italian. Uh, so, so you're your your junior and see. I guess what I'm getting your your high school year was kind of normal experience. You wake up, you felt fine. Yeah, there were no issues, no, no. health issues. Just you know, eight, your first 17, 18 years of your life, like you're just going through going through the motions, like everybody does, right. figuring it out. And then you go off from from high school, graduate high school. All right, you're going off to uh, Kent State University. Right, I graduated 2003 from uh, Chagrin. And then I went to Kent State. Um, my major uh, was sports management. My goal is was um, go to law school for um, sports agency. Um, that somewhat changed after for 2004 at Kent State um, my freshman year I was diagnosed with a brain tumor so um, for freshman year my college in college um, I think most people would be partying going out enjoying their lives and I mean the same thing. It's the same uh, as as every student as it was. So, um, how did you discover it, Matt? Matt, you, you, what happened? Your your father saw your uh, a trembling in your hand. What was what was the? Uh... Well, origi uh, originally, um, my left or uh, my left hand it was tremoring a little bit. Now I was eighteen years old and I didn't think it much and. I assume that, um, well, maybe my left hand is cramps because I'm writing a lot for finals and and such. Um, I didn't see my dad much because I was in college. So um, I went to breakfast for my dad. Now uh, I'm left-handed uh, predominant, so I was holding fork right across from my dad he he originally immediately he noticed that now he's a doctor so um, he saw for me to hold the fork and it was tremoring nothing significant but uh, he, he saw you shaking yeah he immediately realized that he said he said what the hell is that I said, what? He said, put your fork down. Let me see your hand. So I did. I showed the hand, and it was tremoring a little bit. Nothing significant. But um, he said, turn your hand around. So I turned my hand around, and all of a sudden, my fingers clenched. Now, I, originally, I didn't, I didn't clench my fingers, but... Um, I assume the tumor is pressing 
on the brain for certain spots. So uh, originally, I, I had no clue. I was 18 years old. I think most people don't wouldn't think that mm -hmm. 18 years old, left hand tremoring. Oh, I must have a brain tumor. So all of a sudden, but I, your father was probably terrified. Yeah, I think so. I think so. He said, "You need to go get an MRI in your brain and spine." Wow. For, well, that for, day, right there at breakfast. Well, yeah, yeah. Um, for me, that I was. I was, well, uh, MRI, what's the... Yeah, you're what's like, a, what are you talking about? Well, no, I mean, I know MRI, but I, I really never expected expected um, for for a tumor or anything like that. Yeah, you're saying, why why in the world do you want me to go do something so extreme? Just because right, I'm right. having maybe a, a growth spurt, or who knows what's going on in your mind, right? 18 right. years old, and... So you go and you get the MRI, and in, indeed it comes back that... Well, well, originally, I got the MRI right after breakfast for my dad. Um, next day, so my dad flew from Florida or to Florida, did a lecture, a meeting, whatever like that. Um, but he he went to the trip in Florida, so. I had an uh, MRI, and the next day, I received a phone call. And I mean, it's not the best time to, for my dad to call, but it is what it is. It's not like um, it's not like the guideline for the father to say, "Hey, guess what? You have a brain tumor." But um, he called me. And he said, Matt, the MRI came up. You have a brain tumor. Oh, my God. Yeah. So once I heard that my legs became weak, and I, I didn't even know what to say. 18 years old. 18, You get yeah. a call from your father. Right. That you have a brain tumor. Yeah, yeah. Um, you have a, a form of cancer in the brain. Well, no, no, it's, it's, it's benign. It was benign at that point. Right. Okay. Right. Wow. Yeah. That's no. that's that's extremely heavy. So uh, you get the call. Your legs get numb. Right. And obviously, you, you do, do you. How long does it take to to process? <laughs> I have a brain tumor. Well. I, I'll, I'll give you the story, but um, now my parents are divorced, so um, I go to see my mom. My mom, I mean, I remember things, that all, all uh, everything, I mean, a certain detail. So my mom called and she said, Matt, dinner's ready. So I walked over there at kitchen, at the kitchen, and my mom saw my face and she said, did your dad call? I said, yeah. She said, what did he, what did he say? I said, he, uh, um, I started crying. She said, what? I said, I have a brain tumor. She goes, what? 
I said, I have a brain tumor. And I started crying because, truthfully, I mean, the f it's, it's terrifying for the unknown. And I uh, never, never did I expect that. I mean, for my high school, college years, I, I always thought, well, probably most people, but I felt it was like untouchable, like nothing's gonna happen. And never, never did I expect that. So, I mean, it's 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 so weird for the detail that I remember that I remember my mother cooking like the exact type like pasta I mean it's 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 very vivid um, how did she react uh originally she said what and I just I mean it got to the point where I couldn't speak I mean I was I was hysterical. Like I, I just, I couldn't even, I couldn't even say I have a brain tumor to the point where I couldn't, I couldn't even think through all these statements. Yeah, where, you can't comprehend what that right, truly exactly, means exactly. Yeah, in that moment. So you end up getting so your 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 whole life without you even knowing it really. Um, even though you knew it was terrifying that you right. had this thing called a brain tumor, you probably didn't know much more than it's not good. Um, little did you know that that was going to be the beginning of the rest of your life that day. This yeah. is going to be the, the day that your life changes. Correct. So you schedule eventually, what, several months later, a surgery? Well, well. so when you asked my what, what did, did my mom do... So she called my dad immediately, and my dad spoke to my mom and myself. He said, your, uh, your appointment is at the Cleveland Clinic. Now, like I said, he's a doctor at the Cleveland Clinic, which I'm really fortunate. Mm -hmm. um, he said, you have an appointment for Gene Barnett. Now he's a great brain surgeon. So, I, I, I didn't even, <laughs> like, I mean, there's so much information in my mind that I couldn't, I couldn't, I don't know, I couldn't even explain it. But um, there's a night that I was attempting to go to sleep. At, I mean, at that point, I, I couldn't sleep. And at night, at that night, I was crying. The whole night and it got to the point where I couldn't really sleep and it was so upsetting for me and now this fifth and it was 15 years ago and it felt it's felt like it was today or yesterday wow. and um, yeah it's it's uh, it's hard to it's hard to describe so those how how long from that point until you eventually go to San Francisco for the surgery? Oh well, no, I'm I'm not going to. I I didn't go to San Francisco. Oh, you didn't just go yet. to San Francisco. No, no. So, so you're just at the clinic at this point. Well, yeah. So my dad said he's flying to Florida to o Ohio immediately. So he got there for the appointment, 
when I had the meeting for my mom, myself, my dad, um, the neurosurgeon, he took out the CAT scan and showed the image. It was a huge white spot. It was like the size of a fist. Mm. Um, to the point where I was thinking to myself, okay, well, I already cried in, in the night and I left uh, all the motion at the night. And once I saw the MRI, I, <laughs> I, I, I was taken back like no other. I never expected to see that white spot. Mm. That's crazy. Wow. And, and so you're overwhelmed. You're overcome with anxiety and emotions, obviously. Uh, right. This is all hitting you very quickly in a very short period of time. Um, but so when do you eventually, how long between then and you, your first surgery? Well, how, how long did that take to get to that point? Um, well, I, what I love to share the story, but, um, uh, for one of my friends called me and she wanted to see what's going on. Like, what, what are you doing? Like, this is like bad point where she called me. What, and what, what time frame was this? This is, uh, spring or summer of, uh, Oh four. Uh, June so okay so early summer of 04 yeah. give it right around yeah. there yeah right okay. um she said what are you doing what's what's going on I was like I mean my voice dramatically changed and um she said what's wrong nothing she said what's wrong I I, I said I'm driving to Cleveland Clinic I have a brain tumor and second we got home once we got home with my mom and I my friends of Sugar Falls is at the door like probably 30 40 I mean it's overwhelming it really was and um, I don't I wouldn't know what to say I mean it's so helpful it's it's huge it's so much support support it's great but uh, once, once I got diagnosed with June, with the June, um, sorry, June, um, we had, or I had the biopsy, and it came up that it's benign, no cancer. Um, they look at that uh, tumor, and the. Uh, a doctor of Cleveland Clinic said he he felt that uh, sorry if, if for pronouncing um, the uh, the tumor is hemangioma and that's what he thought it was and the tumor or now the hemangioma uh, it's vascular part the uh, that um, it's connected to the blood vessels to my brain. Now, um, the hemangioma is very rare in my brain. So it's the hemangioma is should be on the skin or on the muscle, 
Now, usually it doesn't appear on, on the brain. So, I mean, it, it's, 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 there's a possibility, but there, it's the certain, um, certain size. It's very rare. So it's very big, obviously, when I said it was the fist, mm -hmm. the size of the fist. Yeah. Um, it's connected to blood vessels, like I said. So um, I guess the MRI and the samples um, were sent out for a certain country, or the US, um, the surgeons felt they they didn't feel comfortable to towards touch to touch me so one of the surgeons in San Francisco he was willing to operate so they weren't comfortable because of the risk yeah correct high risk situation because of such a unique right yeah rare rare uh, situation correct. in the brain correct so in San Francisco so you long story short I mean you, you jumping ahead to the surgery, right? You go out and have surgery. What was it? Late summer of '04. Um, the surgery was August 2003. I mean, I don't, I don't forget the date. Ever. 2004, right? Right. Yeah. 2004. Sorry. Right. So August of '04. All right. right. You finally, several months earlier, your life gets turned upside down, flipped upside down with this, with this horrific news. Right. You go through this process for 60 or 90 days of planning, doctor's visits, family, probably coming to terms with the reality of the situation. Right. And they're telling you, we're going to get you out to San Francisco. You're going to have this surgery with obviously one of the top doctors in the country. Right. Yeah. Um, and the surgery they're telling you is going to be how long? Well, first, they, my mom and dad and I flew to San Francisco just to meet um, uh, my surgeon. His name is Mitch Berger. Uh, he's a great guy, and we pretty much were sold for him. We, mm -hmm. we, choo we chose him, and um, we decided that we're going to operate in... In uh, in August, so June to August. So. So how uh, long are they telling you that the surgery is going to well, last for? Well, it's it's. Um, they said they weren't really sure just because they were walking into the brain and they they're really not. They're not. Um, I mean, a hundred percent. It's not a hundred percent for medical. But they knew it was going to be a lengthy surgery. Oh yeah, this was absolutely. not going to be an hour or two. Right, right. This was going to be lengthy. And they're telling you, best case scenario, what are they telling you? What's the best case scenario from the surgery? Uh, so they assume, well, this the surgery was 14 hours. Mm -hmm. And um, now I, I said there's certain things that I remember. Um, when I was in pre-op in San Francisco, uh, I was standing, or sorry, I was laying in um, bed, and um, I was looking at my parents, and one of the nurse or doctor, uh, they asked if I want a sedative, 
just for to relax me. Um, and I said, no, I just want to say goodbye to my parents. And I remember that I just I, I didn't want to go. And I wasn't sure what what's what's the outcome. And uh, there's a risk that you don't wake up from the surgery. Right. Yeah, because I wasn't sure. I mean, most people or most doctors probably they weren't sure. Like I said, a hundred percent. It's not a hundred percent guaranteed for medical. So. So the worst case scenario was this is it. Yeah. Right. To put it blunt. Yeah. The best case scenario is we're going to be able to remove the tumor. It's impossible. Yeah, chances are, yes. Um, so they wheeled me out so I didn't see my parents. Now, I saw my parents when I was leaving the hallway, and I held in my tears. Mm. And, <laughs> and I mean, I don't want to be dramatic, but it's... it's no, it's... You're talking it's, life and death, right? Right. Yeah. Absolutely. So they turned. I can't imagine what your what you and your parents had to be going through. I, no, I can't yeah, even imagine. Right. That. So I turned through the hallway, which one of the nurses they wheeled me out, and I was hysterical. I was hysterical, and I had no clue what was going to happen, and I didn't want to show that that uh, that the fear and unknown. And um, I, th I, I mean, I know I told my parents it just there's certain things that you won't forget ever, ever. I, I'm trying to I'm, I'm getting choked up a little bit. Just, th <laughs> just thinking about 18 years old. You got your whole life in front of you and uh, <clears throat> to have to know that there's a chance that you might not wake up. To say goodbye to your parents like that, I can't. I can't even imagine. I can't. Do you still remember that feeling like it was yesterday? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you know, there's times after after whatever I went through. There's times where I lay in my bed and I always think about certain things. Like I said, it's it's so vivid in issues and. I don't, I, I mean, most of the time I don't fall asleep. I just think, I think, I think. And certain things I, I just write. And um, I, I would like to write a book, certain issues, when we, when we talk about it. And um, that's that story uh, for, the, for, um, for the, just a certain issue that I think about. And... Like I said, I mean, it's so heavy when I describe me seeing my parents and I'm wheeled away, and it's it's scary for the unknown. Oh uh, yeah, I mean, wow, that's that's uh that's intense. So you 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 end up going and you get into the surgery, and it's fourteen hours, and here we go. Well, and, and let me just say, truthfully, I mean. I feel bad my for my parents, and they're sitting in the waiting room for 14 hours. I can't, I can't imagine that they're so strong that they support me always, and they probably lose it. I mean, 14 hours. I can't imagine in an hour. Must have felt like 14 months. Right. Yeah. I, mean, I do. I do. I do that think that must have been torturous. Yeah. Torturous. Yeah.
Um, you wake up 14 hours later right. from the surgery. Thank God. Well, fortunately, I don't remember because um, after the surgery, I had a stroke. So I, I'm, I was totally out of it. Um, from the stroke, I, I lost my memory, lost my speech. My whole left side is uh, has paralysis. I, I, I said my left arm is retired, but I, 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 I try to have some humor somewhat. Um, my left arm doesn't work. It is what it is. But, uh, but you're alive. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. You know, I'm I'm not complaining about me being disabled. I mean, I'm I'm not going to be six feet under, and that's fine with me. Absolutely fine. I'm I'm like I said, I'm keep smiling. There's nothing's going to change. You have a stroke after the surgery, and, and so the the surgery goes uh, successfully, right? They would say that the surgery was a success in, um, in and of itself. So. They didn't take out the tumor. Uh, they had to stop the surgery because it's 14 hours surgery and the vascular connected to the tumor. And they said, we have to stop the uh, craniotomy, which is brain surgery. So um, they just ha they left it out because... Um, were they able to do anything to improve the the condition? Well, they took apart. They did, okay. Right, yeah. So, I mean, not completely, but I mean, imagine the tumor the size of my fist. Right. So... Um, it's almost the size of the brain. Right. Well, no, I don't, I wouldn't say that. Um, well, yeah, I mean, close enough, but... Mm -hmm. yeah, it's, yeah, it's covering a significant portion of the brain. Right, right. Um, so, you end up having the, the stroke, which uh, was a maybe an unintended consequence of the surgery? Well, no, I, I feel like the doctors kind of expected that. I mean, not like guaranteed, but they felt that um, it's very it's it's very risky. Okay. I mean, always brain surgery. It's yeah. really risky. But, uh, yeah. Um, so what happens the next course of... What, 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 is, what does the stroke lead to? Well, like I said... Um, when I was in ICU, I don't remember, which is fine with me. Um, I'm sure I feel my parents. I do. I do. I do hurt with my parents having deal deal with uh, my body laying in the hospital and totally out of it. Um, actually, one thing that I remember, which is uh, really funny, I do remember this um, when I was when I was stroked out, but. Um, I asked my parents. I do remember this. So, um, so one of my doctor. I I don't I don't remember. I do remember the actual situation. One of the doctors or fellows, they asked if I could move a leg. Hypothetical. Just move right your move right your right leg. Move your arm. Whatever. It, it just hypothetical. He said. Give me, uh, show one finger. So I lifted my right arm and gave him the finger. So uh, <laughs> you gave him the bird, flipped yeah, him the bird. Yeah, huh? 
Yeah, well, apparently a lot of people are laughing, and, um, <laughs> and one of the doctors laughed. That's pretty good. So again, it goes to your whole mentality, your whole your whole outlook on this stuff. Hundred uh, percent. A couple of years though. Now let's let's get get good move it move it a little forward because I know that the next couple of years you're in you're in what I mean you're in a constant state of rehab. What's going on? So they flew. I mean, like I said, I don't remember that, which is fine. With which me. was how long that you don't remember. Uh, so they flew me from San Francisco to Cleveland. So I was in the hospital for Metro Health for uh, rehab. So I guess it's known that is really good in the hospital for inpatient for rehab. And uh, I don't remember for a few months. I was in there for three months. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, I'm very happy not remembering it. But um, every once in a while, I kind of came back for a few weeks. Just old Matt. So um, I, I, I'm, I vaguely remember parts of it. So um, my mom and dad is always there. They, they, I mean. From from when I was born to now, and they're always there, always. But those next couple of years back home was a lot of rehab and trying to improve. Correct. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and and your mind obviously was not nearly like it used to be. Right. Oh yeah. Surgery. I yeah. mean, your your mind wasn't there anymore. So you go for the next couple of years because I, I want to get you get back. You eventually take us. You go back to Kent State. If I'm not mistaken. Correct. Yeah. Well, I started to walk. And uh, I can't explain how great I felt. But um, it's... it's for, for me to walk, I could. I could walk. But, I mean, I, I can't. I, I don't... There's things that I want to say for some normal. I mean, it's not like defined normal. But that's how my outlook is for someone who could walk well. I'm really not satisfied the way I walk or in the past. But I started Kent because I want to move on after the um, the I, I would call speed bumps. Um, I want to get my life over to to not hold me back and I wanted to start the school and um, originally I started school at uh, friend I stayed with my friend um, from Chagrin Falls in high school so I lived with him um, unfortunately uh, my brain wasn't really there so uh like if if i to if i were able to read i don't know hypothetical if i could read a page i i i i couldn't summarize anything but But you're going to class yeah absolutely absolutely you're you're as as engaged as you possibly can be are you working with a tutor at that point like uh, one on one? 
No, okay. but um, I I have uh, for Kent State they offered me for um, disability service, which is great, and um, I I took up the uh, option on that, and um, now I I obviously like I said I I couldn't walk as well. So um, Kent State offered uh, for a school bus. They drove me back and forth from the dorm to the class, class, dorm. That's beautiful. Uh, That's yeah, yeah. So they offered um, to read someone, uh, one of the tech bu- textbooks, excuse me. <clears throat> um, but when you're going back now, Matt, and you're back, it's like 06 time frame, correct? Correct. Yeah. So here you are, you're getting back to school when your peers that went off to college, you guys all graduated, went off to college at the same time, the people that were in your class are like kind of, they're probably right going into their senior year as you're just going back, give or take, right? I mean, at that time frame. So all these people have been living, like you said earlier, they've been living college life. Right. They've been partying, yeah. they've been studying, they've been socializing, they've been you know, meeting new people, boyfriends and girlfriends, and all these different things that were stripped from you, were right. stripped from your situ because yeah. of your situation. Yeah. Well, you know, I don't want to complain. I I, I refuse to complain. But um, I'm fortunate to be up and around, and I'm lucky enough to have uh, physical therapists that'll help me to strengthen myself and to be there and my parents support me beyond belief and um, I was functional I mean my brain wasn't there but my heart and mind are there and my focus and I'm I will always be determined and uh, I mean is it frustrating yeah absolutely but uh, it is what it is, but um, I'm determined and focused, always, for the rest of my life. So um, yeah, but it's it was difficult at uh, Kent with with school. Um, I only took two or three uh, classes for that semester, um, but I mean I'm running behind, which is fine. It's fine. Uh, I'm fortunate to be, like I said. You were happy just to be yeah, there. Yeah, absolutely. You were happy just yeah. to be there. Um, so you're going through school. You're working your way towards graduating. And then what happens? Another tumor? Uh, no. So so um, after the surgery, I had uh, radiation. So the uh, reason why they... Well, the reason why they left the tumor is because I almost died with the loss of blood, and um, they gave me radiation because they felt that they should just stop the uh, the tumor. So they gave me radiation. Um, they gave me. for uh, five days every week and six weeks. So, uh, yeah, they gave me radiation 
and then but what what happened as you're going back to school for a year or two or a couple of years into it something happened that pulled you back out of school again. oh right so I still kept going still kept going and I, I so after the radiation um, everything went well and a few years back like I said everything everything went well and um, I woke up past few years or I'm sorry uh, last last few weeks um, I noticed when I woke up I uh, my left side was weak I mean my left side is always weak but um, I kind of ignored it uh, and then um, so I got out of bed and I was driving I drove to the class now I'm, I'm physically able to drive which I'm fortunate so and you're I, still driving today yeah yep yep so I went to class and um, I was sat in a chair and for just normal class for like an hour so I got up after the class and I noticed I couldn't get out of the chair now normally I could physically get out and I noticed that okay something wrong something is wrong so I was walking to the car parking lot and again I became weaker 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 so I have I, I had to shuffle to the car and I was thinking uh, something something is wrong so I called my dad like I said he's a doctor and I like I said there's a fear of unknown so I wasn't really sure I called my dad my dad I don't think he had an answer he said I, I don't know what's going on call your mom have my mom to pick me up and then I went to the hospital and I wasn't sure what was going on so um, the neurologist took a look and I think they are they realized that um, there was a radiation effect towards my brain so I had to withdraw and like I said everything was going well um, classes were okay and my brain was somewhat healed and I had to withdraw from school and I was very frustrated after I was working my ass off mm -hmm. uh, in physical therapy and um, there were certain issues that I had to have help for my mom and there's the point or difficulty walking difficulty to have my mom help get dressed and go into physical therapy um, so I was determined I wanted to get stronger to bat to be back to uh, old Matt so I want I wanted to be focused to 
get where I was. And I went to physical therapy and I was 100% determined and focused. And it's like physical therapist is like my best friend, which is kind of funny. Um, They they like know me. So, um, (laughs) no, but physical physical therapy uh, was great. And I was always 100% devoted and determined. So finally, I was able to walk. And I mean, it's not, it's put it this way it's not it's not as easy as it sounds but well this is mo- every day for months and months and months yeah yeah i i pretty much yeah yeah constantly fighting to try to get back to some uh, well i wouldn't state. I, yeah i wouldn't say fighting um after after i mean if you have to fight go things if someone who's ill they have to fight go through life but I wouldn't say fight but like I said normal names I always say focused and to be determined and I refused refuse uh, what um, what situation that let me um, go through and I I I I wasn't okay and um, what keeps you motivated in that time, Matt? Truthfully, me. I won't. I. I don't want to change. Um, number one, my father. Number two, my mother. Um, probably, actually, no. I probably my my friends. I would say that, and I want to be with them. Uh, I feel I felt like I was falling behind, and um, yeah, I would probably say me. I, I'd be I'd be um, determined and always focused and driven, and uh, I just want to be me. I just want to be back, always, hundred percent. You want to get back to. What you should, where you should be. You want to yeah, be back amongst your peers. I you want to give you back. So that that sets you back somewhat um, for a period of time, and then what happens? Eventually, uh, eventually, you do get your gra- your degree from Kent State University, which I right. think is incredible. <laughs> Thank right? you. Right. I yeah. mean, the fight, the 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 work. I mean, not only are you working for for school, which was kind of secondary, of course. Right. You're, you're working every day, whatever you want to call it, fighting or challenging or focusing um, to just find that sense of normalcy as best as you can um, so that you could live amongst all your friends and, and be a college student and those things. The day you graduate, you go back to school, you finish is what, 2011? Right, yeah. You graduate. What is that feeling like? Um gratifying it's uh, <laughs> put it this way it's emotionally um, what's the word uh, sorry my mind's not just there um, it's just 
it's overwhelming i would say it's i uh, it's uh in my opinion deserving i i i worked my ass numerous times and one of the best days of your life yeah i agree yeah 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 and um someone said oh how's kent how is your experience i said well you know my experience from college compared to compared to most students is is not really normal <laughs> um, from from a stroke from I had to learn to walk twice from radiation uh, I mean it, it's gone through 2004 2011 so I mean seven years you should earn to the uh, doctorate yeah you you you, <laughs> you earned you earned it you earned every every little step of it um, the last few years into once you graduated take us <clears throat> briefly through 2012 to the present what's gone on um, so uh, I had um Matt's just looking at his notes. Yeah. Everybody because yeah, it's is, been a lot. Mine's the uh, mine's not that right there. So let me say this. Let me let me let me just put it this way. There's been multiple more reoccurrences <laughs> of the tumor. Is that is that a fair statement? Yeah. Yes. Now, um, is this a new tumor or is this the same tumor? So the same it's the same spot um the the tumor would be um vascular as well uh same type not as large but um then i had radiation so you've had radiation multiple times now yeah yeah i would say that you've had radiation multiple times and the tumor has continued. There's been at least some form of tumor that continues to rear its ugly head. Has it remained benign? Um, yeah, it's been, it it's has. Benign. It yeah. has remained benign. Mm -hmm. Have you had how many surgeries have you had since you graduated college? Uh, wow, it's hard to count. To be honest with you, um, trying to think about the brain surgery. Um, It's been a multitude of surgeries, correct? Oh, over, yeah. the, over the last yeah. six, seven years. Yeah. I'm touching my scar. <laughs> and every time, every time you come out of the surgery, he's counting, including biopsies. Um, I probably say. Seven or eight, give or take. But you, I mean, it's there's nothing, there isn't significant surgery. But there's two major surgeries. It's craniotomy. But um, if my dad is listening, he'll probably say, "Oh, that's no, that doesn't count." <laughs> but I mean, he's a doctor, so. Uh, but he's a he's a hard ass. But I mean, the reason why he's in a hard ass, but um, made me better, truthfully. Um, I've uh, I look at it um, whatever I've gone through it 
made me better. What's uh, life like? What's life like these days now? Uh, in my opinion, I think it's great. It's really good. Um, numerous times I've said it's humbling throughout my life. Uh, in my mind, I'm disabled, which is fine. Um, I, I focus myself that I have to go through always. I, I, I have to keep smiling, always still standing, unless I'm having surgery, but I don't plan on it. <laughs> what do you do outside of your rehab and, and you know the normal stuff that you're used to doing for, for this? What do you do that brings you joy? What are some of the things that you like to do? Um, outside, outside of my life, uh, I like to be going out. And, I mean, not going out, like drinking or anything. But uh, I, I just enjoy being social. Um, going out with friends. Um, my goal is to improve myself. Um, when I was doing physical therapy, uh, and and I started as um, started at the gym. Uh, it's it's called uh, fitness together. Um, I lost about thirty three pounds, and that's my goal. Good to, for you. Yeah, thank you. Um, my goal is to lose weight and become stronger. So. Um, what kind of exercises are you doing? So, uh, my goal, or well, I I did succeed for a walk uh, a mile, which never I've never expected that. Wow! Um, From somebody that couldn't walk multiple times over the yeah, last decade, yeah, you walked a mile. Yeah. So, in the last physical therapist, I uh, I'm sorry, physical therapy, I've walked one third. Of a mile holding 20 pounds with my right arm so uh, that's incredible well I that's mean incredible. never expected that comment but the only time I was running which I can't but the only time I can run at uh, at um, uh, high school parties when the police um, busted that's the only thing I can think of <laughs> but um <laughs> Uh, no, I tr I try to have humor in my life. Um, you're very inspirational on Facebook. You 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 share your journey, and I assume sharing it has been therapeutic for you in a way as well. Right. So when people say um, my journey, in my opinion, I call it uh, experience. Mm -hmm. I feel like I've grown. I've become better. Um, my view of my life. Um, I grew up dramatically, in my opinion, from high school to now. Um, yeah, I uh, I felt like um, I graduated from life uh, experience, life experience one hundred and one. So um, yeah. So, in my opinion, I became better. Um, I think a lot of people hear that. They probably, they're, ma they're making faces like, is he crazy? <laughs> but, um, you're right. Yeah, so when I post 
on things on Facebook. I, like I said, there's times where I lay in bed at night and I just think so much to think of my life like, oh my God, like, did this really happen? But, um, yeah, I, I try to write a book. Um, whatever the passages that I post on Facebook, I, I just want to see what people think, um, what comments, what they like. Um, I'm hoping that's my, my goal is, um, to be a motivational speaker. Um, I started at Kent State. I gave, um, a speech that, uh, for empathy towards nursing, excuse me, uh, nursing students, um, from patients or some, uh, patient towards nursing. Mm -hmm. And this, my, this was my first time that I've done motivational speaking. And you loved it. Um, I spoke at, uh, at, probably 250 students. I spoke 45 minutes. Um, when they stood up, pro yeah, like 250 students. And when they stood up and they applauded, I felt like I was flying on cloud nine. It was amazing. It was amazing. Now, mind you, mind you, I had brain surgery two months after. So um, I was totally up for it. But you had a brain surgery two months after the speech. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, you know, I felt I felt good. Truthfully, I felt fine. Um, I I was I was I was uh, I was I was totally good. You mentioned that you. Um when you're laying around or you're laying around at night and you're going, I can't believe this has really happened at sometimes. Do you question God? No. No. Um, I don't want to offend anyone for religious uh, views, but what I believe in, I don't want to sound cocky. I don't, but I feel, I feel that I'm confident. I believe in myself. I do. Um, in hard times of my life, I know it sounds corny, but, uh, there's three things that can beat through adversity, uh, support dramatically, uh, support. There's numerous times that I, I've said my parents have, um, side by side, um, friends. Like I said, they're, um, they've always, always supported me. Um, there's times where I've had surgery and like I woke up from anesthesia and they were like standing like right by the hospital bed. Um, uh, just my, my confidence, my heart and my mind. So I just, like I said, numerous times I've said names or words, determination, always focus, driven. And do I have I had surgery? Whatever the elements, yeah. Every once in a while, I 
I'm nervous, but you have to be confident. You have to be strong. But do you ever, I guess what I'm trying to get to is, is I think if I was in this situation, I would be very, um, I'd be much more full of animosity than it seems that you have, which is, I'm giving you a compliment. Um, but the why, why me, right? God, why me? Um, there's other people out there that have gone through similar things right, that you have, absolutely. maybe to the same level, maybe worse, maybe not as wor- not as bad. But there's been people that have had other major, major physical uh, challenges and diseases that they've been dealing with at a young age. So I guess my question for, for you is, to piggyback off of that, what is the mentality for these young people that are out there that are struggling with something that you've gone through, that are now 18 years old and getting the same or similar diagnosis you're get that you got 16 years ago. Right. What is the mentality that you would suggest to them, this is what you need to do, this is how you have to think about it? Uh, truthfully, I mean, when I think about it 15 years ago, um, if someone tells you that you had numerous brain tumors, surgeries, you had a stroke, you lost memory, speech, and your whole left side, and you'd say, and someone says, you're positive, you're so happy, and keep smiling. What can I say? Um, most of the time, if says if someone says that you're out of your mind, you're crazy. But my advice, yeah. Um, how, how how do they turn those negative, overwhelming feelings into some kind of positive? Yeah, you have to change your negativity to positivity, and you cannot quit. I made up in this. In, in this the uh, when I was in the hospital it was B2B or sorry B2BT so born to beat this mm. that's you have to think of that in mentality otherwise it'll cripple you yeah it, it'll, absolutely. it'll over it'll take over yeah you know it, I like I said it sounds corny but two of the two of the biggest um, elements of your mind and your heart. You have to be focused, and you can't go towards to be negative. You shouldn't th- think of why me. If you think why me, and you're gonna cry. I mean, I understand that's upsetting. But if you sit in the corner and say why me. You already lost. Mm. You can't. You cannot feel bad about yourself. You wow. have to. I mean, it's hard to. I know. I do understand. I mean, it's hard to compare. It's good or worse. But you have to. You have to. You have to sh- strengthen yourself. If you question why me, you've already lost. Yeah. That's powerful. That's really, really, really powerful. When you look ahead, before we finish off here, uh, and I really appreciate you coming on and sharing this unbelievable story. I don't know what to say. This this emotional story. This, but when you look ahead to the next 10, 20, either, when you look ahead to the rest of your life, 
Um, what do you see? What do you see when you look ahead for your life? Well, I don't know if you if you want to bring up that um, stomach issue. Whatever you whatever you well, would like to share. Um, truthfully, I never use the word proud, but what I'm proud to say that I was in the hospital for a year. I had I have an autoimmune disease in my stomach, and um, most doctors they they don't really know they weren't sure of the illness. Um, one of the illness that I had is 60 patients in the world that has been diagnosed. Six zero. Yeah. <laughs> Out of seven billion people. In the world, yeah. Yeah. So, lucky me, number one. And that's my mind. And you gotta have, you have to have humor and strength. Always. You have to have determination. You have to strength. Have to have support and strength, always, no matter what. Yes, and, and so on top of everything else, you have this autoimmune disease, as you mentioned. Right. Uh, on top of the brain tumors, uh, your left side has been retired, right. as you call it. Right. Um, your stomach isn't functioning optimally by any means. Right. And here you are, standing here today, sitting here with me. Right. Driving here by yourself. Right. Walking down the steps, walking up the steps with some assistance, but you're doing it. You're walking. Yeah. You're happy. You're smiling. I'm still standing. You're still standing. Always. Because, because 16 years ago, you know that you might not have woken up from that 14-hour surgery. Right. And here you are. When you look ahead, again, over the next 10, 20, 30 years, what do you, what do you see? What does Matt Iannotti see for his life? looking ahead my goal is a motivational speaker the most important thing you have to set a goal in your life yes now <laughs> it's sad high school and college I haven't learned that but you have to set the the, the great goal and I realize that you have to, the, the highest goal that you have to set up, and most people say, you can't do that, there's no possible way. You know what, whoever says that I can't, well, I'll prove it, I will prove it. You have to have confidence, always, and strength, and your mind, and your heart, and support, and family, always. No matter what, <laughs> when my mom, I mean, my mom's not negative, but, you know, she, she's a warrior. But um, she said, you know, Matt, you can't do it. You can't do that. You can't get up the chair. I said, you know what? I'm going to sit in the chair, and I'm going to prove it. I said, watch. Watch. You don't tell them I can't. Wow. That's beautiful. If, if, if when I, when, if, I'll, I'll accept it. When I can't run, fine. Fine. Okay. Okay. I, I, it, I will try. Always, I will try. If I can't, I can't. That's fine. That's fine. And set goals. Set that's goals. That's powerful. Absolutely. Set goals because that's what keeps you going. Yeah. Yes. And be positive. Always strong. 
set goals no matter what brother thank you so much for sharing your story today absolutely thank absolutely. you so much for coming on let me let me just say i was in the hospital in a year and i said that i was always 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 depressed and i want to say thank you to my mother and father always always they were sitting in the corner no matter what no matter what and i know my parents that they said they will say well you know it's my job it's 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 the parent but you know what they have a choice and they were always there and thank you and that's cindy and joe ionati yeah you got it Ladies and gentlemen, Matt Iannotti, thank you, brother. I really Actually, appreciate you know what? It. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to interrupt. But I want to thank the nurses and whoever took care of me. You know who I'm talking to. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And all the doctors. Let me name. I, I, there's like a hundred doctors. But Dr. Berger, Dr. Stillman, Dr. Alexopoulos. Dr. Ramsey, Dr. Berzinski, Dr. Goda. I can't thank you so much and my parents and my family and friends. I know you guys know what I'm talking about. I can't thank you, but Nate, sorry, go ahead. No, that's beautiful, that's beautiful. Um, there's been a lot of people that have been involved in your journey. Yeah. <laughs> there's yeah. no doubt. And it, no, I changed changed the journey. Uh, experience. Life experience. experience. And uh, we wish you nothing but the best. We n wish you nothing but continued health and recovery and peace of mind. And uh, we'll be watching. All right. Thank you. Thanks, Matt. Happy holidays. I can tell you right now, every day in life is a holiday when you wake up. Thank you, brother. Yes. Matt Iannotti, everybody. Thank you.